are watching The Remix, the video podcast that keeps you in the mix of everything real estate. I am Noelle Fryson with the Center for Real Estate Education, and of course, we have our power panel. We have Eric Anderson, CEO What's of- up, what's up, people? Oh. <laughs> CEO of Alexander Anderson Real Estate Group. We have Adam Sperber, VP of Residential Real Estate at Alexander Anderson Real Estate Group. We have Omar Sharif, who is the VP of Alexander Anderson Capital Group. And of course, we have Nima Mary. Champ is here. <laughs> who is managing partner at a Mary Law Firm. And we have our special guest. Now, you might have seen him last week because we're, we are talking about general contractors, right? But it is such a packed topic that we have a part two. Two. So we are with Daniel Gonzalez, who is a construction consultant with Danny Builds Homes. What's up, Danny? All right, thank you. So we're gonna hop in. We had made it to signing the contract. So let's let's just do. <laughs> so a am I the recap. first part two on the podcast? You are. <laughs> oh, great. You are the first part the two. So I owe it all two. thanks to this gentleman over here. <laughs> part two. Of we had. Uh, sounds great. So why Hello, don't yeah, everyone? Why don't you recap? Let's do a recap. So last week we talked about. <clears throat> contracting with Danny. We started to go through the contract. We had a lot of discussions. We learned about ways to save money at Home Depot. Uh, we learned all the caveats of what a contract is, what a contract isn't. Um, Nima gave us some tidbits as to what sh you should and shouldn't look out for legally. Uh, Danny gave us pieces of, of how to, to tell if a contractor is full of baloney or, or, or if they're on par or on point. Uh, we talked about deposits. We talked about um, what to expect on day one, and um, I think we can pick up right from uh, what happens on day one, and let's just start start with that again. Is this okay. given that they actually show up, right? They show up, <laughs> up, yeah. So um, now it's day one of of the work is where it's supposed to begin. Contract is that where is we signed. left off. Deposit Contract is signed. Day, deposits day in. Mm -hmm. Okay, so basically day one when your contractor arrives. Um, if they were a great contractor, obviously, all the material and everything would have been ordered in advance, like my friend Omar does over here, who sets it up on a timeline. So saying the material and everything is there, obviously, you're there the first day that the contract arrives, too, and you kind of readdress the contract, um, sort of, um, you, you kind of go over the time schedule again, and just make sure that everything is, is getting done as... Um, as agreed upon. You now, know? prior to this, have you gone over with your contractor how many people are going to be on your job? Like, you know, how many, how, are, where, where do they go to the bathroom? Are they going to be tramping yeah, through my question. kitchen? Like, so this is the thing. That's, that's actually really important as well because you, you have to um, put out these rules because there's some contractors and some guys that will, you know, especially if you're working in a residential area, these guys are doing number one or even number two outside in the buckets. And it's like, so usually you, you, uh, no, it's, it's sad to say, but I've, do they I've use seen, the Home Depot buckets or do uh, they use the, oh the tobacco buckets? I think buckets. it's better to, to crap in a no, Lowe's bucket. We, have, <laughs> we use, Lowe's doesn't give okay, the pro discounts. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is the thing. You kind of want to let you, you give them a set of rules. Okay. Uh, most of the time, say if you can pee only out, by that bush, yeah, you can only this ship by bush, this tree. Oh, cause and that's poison. Not, Ivy. People live in this area, and you have to respect yeah. that this is a residential area, and people live here. 
most of the time there's usually a bathroom in the basement or if there's not there's usually a half a bath and we'd leave a working bathroom even if we're going to demo the entire property you would kind of leave it for as long as you can okay so they can do their business or if it's uh let's say a new construction site where you're breaking ground you just dig a hole the order <laughs> are you expected to provide water so, porter potty. Um, i'm well, going to interject here actually i disagree with that right so if i deal with a contractor and on on jobs, I, I don't care as much because they're my properties, but like especially when they're working on my home, I think that if a contractor that I'm using doesn't order a porto potty mm -hmm. in advance and drop it somewhere on the property, I think that he is 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 cutting corners. Oh, no, right? absolutely. And a lot of times they'll push that cost on me. They won't even tell me, but I'll get a bill from like Zudima or something and say, hey, it's a hundred bucks a month or something like. It's nominal, yeah. but it's it's That's a price a idea, it's a price well paid because. Look, at right, the end of the day, we use Johnny on the spot. Jo yeah, Johnny, Johnny on, on the, the spot. spot. Yeah. Like, there's plenty of these companies. That's hundred dollars, and they're not and they're not expensive. Like you said, they're not. Some of these guys, you can 70, 80 bucks a month. How long are you really working there? You're only there for a month or two, half the time. So it's like two hundred bucks. If you can't dish out two hundred bucks, like you said, there's something wrong with the right. Or, or make your client pay for it. Or, or I think they're going to complain if they don't have people just. Yeah. yeah so you're sure. so you're all about the porta potties. Next. Well. Local, uh, you know, <laughs> donuts, McDonald's. You kind of have to know your surroundings. Okay. But this right. is stuff so that got they the already. Next. Right. What happens after the porta potty? Um, now they're they not allowed. Like toilet paper? Now after they after their vows, <laughs> they shit, they wipe. <laughs> no, um, they start to work. Just let's keep it moving. Keep it hit moving. the, hit let's the, get the, the potty. Sure. I will hit the porta potty. We all know how to use the, the you know, the restroom. No. Um, that's it. They they start work. Usually it's um, it might be demolition. Um, you know, it might start with framing, whatever the case is, they actually start to work. You're there. Obviously, it's uh, 10, 15 minutes you discuss with them and you kind of let them be on their own way. So you don't want to micromanage one. them. That's okay. the worst thing you can do. So when what should you expect end of day one? Should there be issues with cleanliness, job site cleanliness? Mm. Well, that's something storage. Yeah. Uh, material storage is a big thing. Um, Especially if you're paying for the material, you want to make sure it's locked up. You want to make sure the home is locked up when they're done. Uh, it doesn't hurt to pop by the first couple of days just to see how their normal routine is. Um, at the end of the day, obviously, if you left the property to them in clean condition, you want it back that way so people respect your property. So these are things that, you know, they might try, oh, we're going to clean up tomorrow. No. <clears throat> if you're on the job site, obviously, they eat lunch there sometimes. You don't want to see leftover sandwiches you know now you're attracting uh you know rodents. wildlife rodents and i mean it's just and depending on the areas it's you know also with the break-ins so do you do you pick and choose your battles let's assume you, you got a contractor right you come and they're giving you a really good price so you're kind of skeptical about whether you want to confront them and be you know difficult because you're getting a cheap deal absolutely do you, do you then still go ahead and, and argue about stuff like hey you left your coffee cups here you have your subway like or it's a messy job yeah. site. They didn't vacuum afterwards. Well, like do you, what happens as a contractor? Yeah. What What is your mentality when someone comes and complains? Does that affect how you work? How, how does that? Yeah, do, you, do you run the risk of, of essentially pissing off the contractor if you mm. see that's the thing? A, a lot of people are afraid of pissing off the contractor, but you got to remember at the end of the day, the customer is providing the contract to work. So it's customer service that you have to provide. Now. Something as simple, like you say, picking up after lunch or cleaning up. That's something that somebody reliable and dependable should be doing. I mean, who in, in your own house, in your office or wherever you are, 
you don't just leave your lunch laying around or your coffee cups. You know, there's a trash can. But I'm also sure it's in how the person approaches you. So, like, if you're a person who has people in your house, you're going to go to your contractor and say, hey, it was a little messy yesterday. Could we just make sure that they clean up a little more? And that's and then you're going to be yeah. fine. But if I start pitching Well, no, them, absolutely. It's, it all depends on how you treat them and how they treat you. Right. So, you know, and believe it or not, these things spark into other things. Right. If there's a coffee cup laying on the ground, if somebody's lunch is there and it's just sitting there. I mean, something as simple as a coffee cup into the garbage can, what makes you think that they're going to pick up all these chopped up two by fours mm. or, you know, a bunch of material, plastic laying around? So it does become a mess. Now, a messy job site is also a risky job site. Someone gets, you know, someone gets hurt because they don't realize that I tripped over this or especially during the demolition phase as well. You're, you know, you're demoing nails, screws and everything laying around. That brings up a great question. If someone gets hurt on the job site and this is like a two-part personal whatever lawyer slash whatever yeah, who's that. responsible if they get hurt wait who's responsible if they get hurt who's responsible to keep the job site clean and if that's not in the contract then who's responsible and whatever you can extrapolate so from there. like he said i'll just attack this and i was going to go right to you but Keeping the job site clean, let's say, like he said, you get a great price that you really don't want to, um, you really don't want to attack them for things. A great contractor is always going to leave the job site nice and clean. Let's say he doesn't because he's so busy, he, you know, he pays his guy so much money and, and he doesn't have the time. I wouldn't mind bringing in a guy, you know, um, hey, listen, every night before they leave, do you mind cleaning it up? Uh, it might cost you a couple dollars, but it's going to be a lot cheaper than the price of another contractor who actually... Because there are some carpenters that I'll tell you, they'll come on the job site and these guys are getting $400 a day, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes $50, $60, $70 an hour. They got to go. They got to go. <laughs> and, I, and let me tell you, bye -bye. sometimes you'll pick them up by the hour like, hey, I need to put this beam in. I need to run headers across here and that. As sloppy as he can be, I'm fine with it because I know I'm paying that price. For the work. Yeah. So I'll have, listen, I'll get you in, uh, somebody to assist you. Maybe you're paying the guy 15 bucks an hour, but he's not. You don't want that carpenter cleaning up for it. He wants to stay there maybe for an extra hour. He's getting 70, 80 bucks an hour. You might have a guy for the entire day for 80, 90 bucks right. cleaning up. So, yeah. But so getting hurt, I, I would definitely. First thing you do if you get hurt on the job, no brainer, <laughs> you call 201 880 <laughs> Is that your yeah. phone number? It may or may not be. I'm just saying. It's a good number to call. Yeah. Look. So, Eric, you have a really great question, and it, it's this is going to be a really good back and forth between Danny and I, and there's a third portion to this, right? Um, we're going to get into the two questions you asked, but I'm going to start with the third only because we didn't touch on it, and it's something we ignored. Guys, and girls, ladies, everybody, when you're hiring a contractor and there's these differences in prices, one of the things that you should consider and ask for is... Proof of insurance. Yes. Is your contractor insured, right? Not that part. Because if your contractor's insured, it's very expensive for contractors to maintain insurance. And that gets built into their cost, workman's compensation insurance and things like that. Very expensive. And if someone gets hurt on the job, unless it was a negligent situation created by the homeowner, it is the employer's issue. Now, the employer is not going to get sued because we have workman's compensation. And what happens is the person who was hired has to go through workman's compensation to get compensated. Now, this is not a general all-end-all rule. There's exceptions. I'm giving you guys the general terms of this. If your contractor 
is a you know fly-by-night contractor, doesn't have insurance, there's no workman's comp, things get messy. And that injured person starts looking for pockets in order to get money from. And you may find yourself in a situation where you're getting sued, right? You may find yourself in a precarious situation. Um, a dirty job site, there's an issue of liability. Is it foreseeable that a dirty job, there could be a dirty job site? Yeah. So there's there's a lot of things that go on with, you know, was it negligent to have some two by fours on the floor? Um, but it is important because any way you want to you want to minimize liability, you should take. And to your point, Dan, what you said was 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 dead on in terms of um, if your site's a little bit messy, it all comes down to are you okay with that and what's the cost you're willing to but pay? But that's not on me as the consumer. That's on my general contractor, right? It, it's a great area. You're still the owner of the house or the project. Everything's on you. The way I look at it is the buck stops here. If it's my property, whatever happens on that property is mine regardless of who I signed off So then off why on. do I hire a general contractor? I am going to hire the general contractor so I don't have to be there, so I don't have to see if there's a two-by-four on the ground. But you're not always hiring a GC. If you need something unique, right, you want your house painted, you want some framing done, technically you could be hiring a subcontractor, mm, right? Okay. And this or you guy's- hire somebody of the trade. Right. Um, you know. And guys, right now, I know it sounds like we're jumping around, but I, I actually ask everyone here who's listening to this to rewatch the last episode because I'm gonna touch on something from that right now, contracts. So if you hire a contractor and you don't have a contract with them, right, then it's ambiguous as to what your relationship is. Are they a subcontractor? Are they a 1099? Who's the real GC of the job? You know, because if you're exercising control of that job site, especially in New York, right? New York is far more liberal with the terminology of who's running a job site. You can be considered the general contractor and that liability will fall on you. As the owner. As the owner. Mm. So we're touching again on what does a contract define as your roles and responsibilities? And when you have a more detailed contract and when you talk about liability and indemnity, these are important things that protect you going forward. Right, two questions. Does your homeowners, if you're considered the GC, does your homeowners cover you for that? Good question. And then what if you don't pull permits? What happens? Mm. So I don't know the answer about pulling permits or not. I don't think that that has anything really to do with it. I think the bigger issue is um, what does your homeowner's policy say? And the way New Jersey law is written is, you know, your policy has to be enforced as it's written. So if there's exclusions, I'm willing to bet Short of me, no one else at this table has ever read the binder on an insurance policy they've gotten. Have any of you? No, but so when I was doing work on my house, I actually asked my insurance agent exactly this question. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so we were having some work done. Uh, I can't remember what it was. It was maybe cutting down a tree. or and, and I asked him about what I should request with regards to insurance. Because obviously you want to make sure you're protected. I don't want my insurance to have to kick in because that's just it's going to be a headache for me. So anyway, he said... You're technically my the policy that I have would kick in if the guy wasn't insured for some reason. Okay. If something happened and he wasn't insured. But still, I don't want to deal with that headache. Sure, of course not. So I'm going to make sure that they give me an insurance certificate and use mine as maybe a backup if something happens. But you don't want to so deal with So I would that. record that conversation yeah. or do it in writing because at the end of the day, your insurance agent probably also hasn't read your policy in detail. Okay. Because at the end of the day, it's a business for them. They shop numbers and they shop deck pages quickly. There's a lot of language and exclusions yeah, that they, they probably haven't read. The phone. Probably, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guys, I'm not trying to bash any insurance agents out there or your insurance agents. I'm just saying, unless you wholeheartedly trust someone, when it comes to your liability, don't just assume that sure. they've told you the right thing. So you raised your hand. You've read a binder, the whole thing. Before or after you had a problem? Before. 
Really? He was having trouble sleeping. Let me let me (laughs) let me clarify that. When I say read the binder, so I definitely go through the headings. Like there's general or there's like topics, and then I've. Well, that's more than you. (laughs) (laughs) So you know, I've read the headings and the ones that I was concerned about or things that I thought could or could not happen. You know. The more experience you have as a property owner, the more things go wrong between injuries and fires and people die and all. So, mm. like, you have to read this stuff um, because if you don't, it's your butt on the line. Correct. Can so, I um, yeah, touch on one thing? Yeah, sorry. Um, all right. So, um, like I said, I've I've done a bunch of seminars. I don't read a lot of the binders, but a lot of the insurance uh, agents actually speak at him. Now, people always try to find the shortcut. Now, the shortcut will get you screwed. Ooh. So I know, let's just say if we purchase a property. And not you buy a, Yeah. You buy <laughs> a distressed property that you know you're going to full renovation on it. <clears throat> Even though you close, it might be, you know, you close on the property and you have homeowner's insurance on it. Before you start the construction on the property, let's say you're adding an addition. Let's say you're gutting the entire property. You are supposed to notify your homeowner's insurance because... Now you have to switch to a builder's risk policy instead of your homeowners. Oh God, God forbid so somebody's on the roof. Well, it's expensive. Tedious. Well, yeah, that's the thing. It's yeah. expensive, but let me tell you. Yes, you're paying about you know any average policy from twenty eight hundred to four thousand dollars per year. Let's just say. Mm-hmm. Um, recent one we had was about three thousand dollars. Now the thing is this: you have to pay in full, but it, it'll um, you would actually prorate it. Let's say you finish three, four, five months ahead, you would get that refund on your property. Gotcha. Now, yeah. the builder's risk is going to cover, God forbid, the guy falls off the roof while he's framing. Which God forbid. Happen. Oh, it does. I've seen people have heart attacks. On, I was working on a house in Patterson a few years back, and the guy had a heart attack on the roof. So here comes the fire department. First, they have to get him off the roof. In, in his defense, it's because it was a messy job site. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a... He had to hold... He, he had looked to down hold, and saw coffee cups everywhere. He had nowhere to go deal. to the bathroom. But yeah. people <laughs> that, that shortcut that they're trying to take to save, you know, $3,000. Well, technically, at the end of the day, if you divide it up and it's only six, seven months, you're only paying about 1800 bucks. But you're covered. Now, God forbid someone gets hurt, your insurance company finds out, you know, they might drop you from your policy. Number two, somebody gets hurt, you're not covered. So everybody's like, oh, I'm covered because I have homeowner. No, because in your binder, allegedly, it states that if any construction, you must notify them. So now, but people always try to take the sneaky route. So, so guys, that's an important, that's Hmm. such an important point, right? If you don't, and I mean this respectfully, if you don't have enough money, to pay for that type of insurance, you shouldn't be doing the job, right? You can't run that tight if you don't have enough for that. And I, I know that sounds horrible, but insurance is something that everybody complains about until they need it. I'll give you guys a really simple example, right? My insurance is a lot, whatever my cars are. Uh, I had, I, I complain about it. Honda. Yeah, the, the <laughs> nice Civic, you'll say. Um, I complain. I really do. Every once in a while, I'll, I'll be like, oh, man, this sucks. So unfortunately, the other day, um, I had a car stolen out of my driveway. I live in a wonderful town, and that's a problem in Jersey now, right? They go to luxury towns. Everywhere. And yeah. you idiots like me, you know. <laughs> Leave your car unlocked. You yeah, so. They wanted so, your car. So look. On a know, side <laughs> note, I have a car for sale, used. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is a uh, newly wrapped AMG. Yep. Um, look, at the end of the day, though, guess what? I wasn't complaining knowing that I had insurance to pay for it. Right. So, and, and that's just a, that's just a small example that what you pay is is a hedge. It's a hedge against future liability. Mm-hmm. And you need to think of that when you're in this game, when you're doing construction, when you're flipping properties. Because when people get hurt, 
It's real money on the line. You have a lot of lawyers out there, right, who have a phone number of 201. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm sorry. Lot. What's yeah. that number again? It, it, it just on. ends in 8999. All right. So wait. Let's, let's, just, let's just wrap up insurance. Quick one additional question. Yeah. Illegal people that are in the U.S. Can sue. That is okay. a misconception. Oh, they cannot Hold on. Sue. No, they can. They can. Yeah, absolutely. So let, me, let me ask this question. So, Omar, you've had a lot of, done a lot of flips. How many of your contracts? I was going to say, almost legal. Go <laughs> <laughs> oh on, I'm going to leave Omar alone. How many of your contractors <laughs> do you feel have had non-American citizens working on your properties? Undocumented immigrants. Just usually. about, um, Alle Allegedly. I would say uh, the, of your, the majority yes. of them. All of them. The majority of them. So how does that play into fact? So would you, well, how do you feel um, about that? So one way to differentiate um, a great contractor from other contractors, you start to notice that these are their normal guys. Like yeah. they hire their guys. You have other contractors that just pick up guys from Home Depot, anywhere along the line. Like you said, even if you're undocumented, doesn't mean you can't sue. I've seen it and I've, it has happened to people. Um, Should we worry if our contractors well, got a different guy named? Well, that we wouldn't fall under you. I'm sure if you're insured, like say me as the homeowner, yeah. I'm insured. I have my builder's risk insurance. And then the contractor has insurance. And I believe you go under as the first policyholder or you're, you get put under their policy. So that way you're covered. So they have okay. to give you a certificate uh, for each project. For each that project that you, that you do. Yeah. yeah. Um, second I, thing. I'm sorry. Not no, 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 just because no. I had it on here. I love your thought. Um, Hard money. Yeah. You were saying about investing. This I didn't want to interrupt you before, yeah. but to you get approved on a hard money, <laughs> <laughs> any of these hard money loans or undock loans or, or no dock loans, the lender will not close on the policy until you have that builder's risk policy paid in full. Okay. So right. um, you're you're not gonna. You so, know. so so if I'm doing work on my own house, if I'm just you know, where do you have to get that builder's risk policy? Well, I would contact your, your insurance company. Let's yeah. just say you're you're remodeling your kitchen. Sure. You contact your insurance company, and people don't like to do it because like, oh, man, I'm going to have to pay a couple dollars more. But just find out if you're covered. Wouldn't you want to know you're covered sure. instead of not being? They yeah. might say, okay, you know what? It falls under. All I need you to do is get the contractor's, you know, declaration page, make sure they're insured. Uh, do they have workman's comp or not? Um and then also, like, in, in, in and a, all homeowners insurance, they do this extra. Oh, absolutely. Okay, well, so. even let's say um, we used to do uh, condos years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, that condo association will not let a contractor step foot in that building yeah. Yeah. unless, yeah. number one, they're licensed. Number two, they're insured and workmen's come. Because yeah. a lot of contractors in the state of New Jersey, all they need is a half a million dollars general liability insurance, yeah. which basically covers nothing. Yeah. All right. So you then know? should we not, if we notice that there's, a different guy on the job or gal every day. Should we be concerned? You should be concerned because it's well, unless you're on if if you're under their insurance policy where they're the you know um, they're the first policyholder, you're the second. Okay, uh, you concur uh, so with you that? Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't uh, be as concerned as the investor because the simple okay. fact I have their insurance now. Okay, if they're hiring someone illegally or they're not on their books, well, that's their or, problem. That's their problem. You're well, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not sure. How does the so, law write so, it? Yeah, so that's, that's, such a, a that's such a gray area. I'm not concerned <clears throat> about who the sub hires or who the GC hires because that's irrelevant okay. to me, right? right? I would be more concerned that if they don't have a reliable crew on your job, that means either your okay. job is in the absolute back burner of their priorities because guys, all right, this is this is a stupid example, but I think everyone can relate, Five right? Seconds. 
Five seconds. Legos. <laughs> if you're building a Lego set and it takes time, you're working on it. You know where you left off. All right. If somebody else works on it and you jump in between, uh, right. how do you know where the last guy left off and what needs to be done Amazing next? Amazing analogy. Right. Legos is construction. So five seconds. That's your biggest issue. If people are coming in and out every day, catch up time, figure out what's going on and why there's no continuity in your project. Thank you, Nima. So do you, when you go to your construction sites, mm -hmm. do you look for that? Um, depending on the size of the job. So okay. if it's something big that I, I'm so you're saying size matters. <laughs> <laughs> in construction, it matters. <laughs> I need to start. Uh, um, but no, if it's a small job, I don't. Okay. And that, that comes, I mean, the projects you do come with risks, so you have to decide what your risk tolerance is. I'll give right. you a quick example, uh, just one of the trades in um, in construction. Demolition is a big thing. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's anybody can do demolition. The thing is, are they skilled in it? Do they really know what they're doing? So most of the time, I'm not saying all it companies. It looks so much fun. I would I say, it oh, it does. It but oh. there's a right way to do it, way to consume time. I would say about 75% of the companies pick up guys from Home Depot, yeah. picking yeah. up extra hand. Oh, you know what? Can you work today? So uh, that's a great segue. Let's segue from insurance into demolition. So if you're doing this big demo, right, and all of a sudden, you know, I mean, most of us here, Except for Noel would understand like when the house is about to fall down. So what should you? It look starts. At? It starts creaking aggressively, yeah. like, and you notice it start moving. Well, is, that's there a, the, is there something you should look out for, like to see if they're not shoring up something, or if they're doing demo too aggressively? So that's my thing. You should always hire a company who is licensed and insured, um, a demolition company. So the simple fact, this is what they do every day for a living. They know where you know where the electrical wires to cut out, how to cap the lines. You might yep. let's say Omar has a single family. Oh, he's ripping out of the kitchens and the baths. He's ripping out everything but the pipes and the electric. Here you get a guy from Home Depot, and I'm not knocking him. Bro, if he it. doesn't know what a gas line is, yeah. Darwinism listen, well, kicks listen, in. He's it's, got to it's happening. <laughs> how many jobs have you witnessed? Obviously not under your watch, but how many jobs have you witnessed where demo wasn't done properly and like a whole wall of the house fell down or the floor fell down? Well, not the house fell down, but I've actually seen um, people actually take out or, or hack up, you know, two by eights, two by tens, ceiling, wall joists, floor joists. And cost and the contractor, but the thing is this: you're taking these down. Whoa, this wasn't supposed to come down. Right. Yeah. Now, especially at the price of two by fours right now, or let's just say a few beams or whatever the case is. Now you have to put it back in. Now that's more money that that's you're skilled. losing because the price of two by fours. GC's diving his hand to get chopped off before <laughs> that two by four gets cut. No, no wait, seriously. That? <laughs> I'd rather lose a finger than a two by four. It's the general contractor who has to pay if his if his guys knock down something that's. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Because in the, um, you know, let's be honest, he's gonna turn around and be like, it had to go down yeah. and it was rotted. Oh, yeah. And so how? What's yeah, a good way for, for the average person to notice? First of all. I mean, I would always tell somebody, and I know Omar does this a lot, mm -hmm. is you watch YouTube videos because there's always someone out yep. there that can show you something or give you an idea, and it just helps you learn or have better talking points. And I know Noel does this too. Mm -hmm. You know, when you go into an area where you have no idea what's going on, just type a few words into YouTube. Yeah. You can see all kinds of great you stuff. Learn I got a anything. genius idea. I'm going to start anything. doing YouTube videos and do everything the wrong way. I'm going to put in the description, <laughs> don't do it this way. And let's see how many people watch it, don't read the description and do things the wrong way. <laughs> you might, you and might they will. Attorney. Yeah. All right, yeah. So, so I got my disclaimer. Let's hold on. Let's just, let's just, let's just go over what's, what's like a two by four. What's a two by two? What's a floor joist? Like, what are these things? Yes. Like, give us some quick ideas it. as to what we should work, watch out for. But before we jump there, can we just say one thing about the demo? <laughs> sure. Guys, if I can give an opinion on this, right? 
Um, a lot of people don't utilize this, especially if you're like gonna do a project on your own. Don't be afraid to bring in some help. I've had projects where I've done, I'm doing the demo with my guys, and I, while I'm an engineer, you don't always know. I've paid an architect. They're not expensive. They'll come out for 500 bucks, 1,000 bucks. Oh, absolutely. Give them a can of spray paint and have them mark structural walls, right? So if you mark it with a can of spray paint, now I know what's structural and I tell my guys, don't touch these walls, got right? It. It's got mm -hmm. an X on it and it says, do not touch. Or vice versa, I'll have the architect come in, we'll spray paint what does get demoed. And if it's not spray painted, you don't knock down, but you can, for a couple dollars, you can hedge that. Yeah. So that's a great point. You're basically giving yourself like a back gap or a stop gap or an education. Um, so when you just in construction, when you're building something, you know, Omar and I are building a, a 24 unit apartment building. We had someone do a peer review on our architectural plans just to give us some kind of comfort level that the architect we hired who happens to be my brother, who's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> he and you can amazing. call him a 201. We wanted to make sure that he didn't make a mistake. So yeah. we hired that peer review. So it's kind of like the same thing. Mm -hmm. And if you have the ability to do that, or if you're doing a big project, you know, how many how many of your clients have ever done anything like that? Uh, hire someone else? Or just to give like someone a check on you. Well, I, I'll be honest. The architect can miss things, mm -hmm. and they have. I've had architects miss a few beams here or there. This was supposed to be an open concept, and it wasn't. They would have to edit the plans, but a lot of the times, your second, your second, um, your second set of eyes is usually your carpenter. Mm -hmm. So if you're hiring a yeah. great carpenter who knows how to read the plans, he'll overlook the plans before he even started the work, and he's like, "Well, this right here is not gonna, you know, this is not code anymore." Or I'm not saying architects. Everybody's. I not, think you're getting fancy. We're not talking about plans. We're talking about. I just went. To no, no, but you want to knock down certain walls. People picked up two. But guys this is the thing. If you're knocking down structural walls, now you're changing the structure. You must pull out a permit. You yeah. have to have architectural plans. So if you're blinking so, or did you wink when you said Mark? No, 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 Mark, no, no. Because I, he'll tell you yeah, too. The timing was very. You must pull a out lot of carpet. Carpenters yeah. will not work without an architectural yeah. plan because they need something to follow. It's basically the directions can, can, of the entire. Can we project. just take a step back? You mentioned the permit. So when, at what point do you need to pull a permit versus when you get caught? <laughs> and then they contact you to yeah, handle the summit. Uh, <laughs> that's a great question. Work order. But, Hold know, on, you, that's a great question. You know, you know, because there's a lot of you know a lot of people ask me like, if I redo this, if I redo that, do I need a permit? Like, you know, at what point do you actually need a permit? You know, obviously, if you're painting the walls, you probably don't need a permit. But okay. if you're, you know, at what? Okay. What? So they so they say, and and this is in code, a twenty five percent. If it's under twenty five percent of the work. You don't need a permit. What now, do you mean if 25% it's under 25%? of, let's the say, yeah. can, can uh, you let me know what town that's in? I'll just start investing. <laughs> what, what, what Danny's saying, well, if the house, if you're changing 100% of the house, you need a you permit. You need a permit. If you're changing less than 25% of the house, you need a permit. Well, I'll give a quick example. So that way, you know, um, we have a great air. So if you're changing floors, if you're painting, you're updating molding, changing some doors, um, now in siding and roofing in New Jersey, unless it's a single family or two family, you don't need permits. Anything you, you electrical for single? Uh, for single either. Yeah, unless it's not a single. Unless family. it's not, yeah. Um, and then also being a single now this a a homeowner. If you're the homeowner of your property, you can legally pull out. You can draw your own architectural plans. You don't have to be a licensed architect. You right can on. do your electric. Listen, my son is great at drawing. <laughs> yeah. Electric, plumbing, HVAC. Um, you're allowed to do your own home. 
Now, I'm going to tell you, I advise against it mm. because, number one, that inspector is literally checking every single thing because they know you're not a licensed contractor. But by law, you're allowed to do your so What he's saying is that once you draw it yourself, it goes to the building department. The inspector is supposed to check your drawings to make sure it makes sense. They approve now, it. And they approve it. But in, in experiences that I've had, inspectors don't always get it right 100% of the time. Absolutely. So I, I think I think I think the rule of thumb is, and guys, it's residential and commercial are two different worlds. Yes. I think the rule of thumb is, if it's aesthetic, you don't need a permit. If it's not aesthetic, you do need a permit. That's kind of the rule of Correct. thumb. Yeah. And when it comes to commercial, it, it's no. I mean, even I'll give you an example. Even if you're changing your drop ceiling in Hackensack, you need a permit, right? A simple drop ceiling change, I would know. Wow. Um, oh, so if you're changing the tiles in the drop ceiling, you don't. You don't need. But if you change your grid, oh, if you're putting the one grid piece up. of the grid, but you need. Some people like to do things without permits. I don't know anyone, but some <laughs> horrible human beings. <laughs> so you know, in, in that context, guys, it's it's super important that you know you you look and you see what the code is in your municipality because nothing is worse than some building inspector who is doing three or four towns through some form of nepotism and yep. this guy thinks he's greater than God, which I'm sorry. But we love all building inspectors. No, no, no. no we don't. All the time. Don't hate the Can I give you a quick town? Bergenfield is a great town, great market, but if you have, if there is a suspicious vehicle in the driveway, any commercial vehicle, you better believe that they're going to pull up and they're going to check if you have a permit in that city. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Bergenfield is tough. They give out the most fines. And I get it because they're looking out for the homeowners. No, it's bullshit. They need to cover their spread. <laughs> they need to meet their budget. Right? That's, another, that's a whole other episode. And, yeah. and, and honestly, you're going to have lovers. You're going to have haters. So I don't do any work in Bergenfield. So I can and be a hater. Or will. I think Danny does. <laughs> 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 yeah. I love the rhododendrons they have over on Main Street. Yeah. But look, at the end of the day, err on, <laughs> err, err on the side of getting a permit, even if you're pulling it yourself. But I want to say a really funny story. So um, I knew someone who just just didn't like pulling permits, and I actually warned him, um, and he was doing a lot of electrical, and he's like, how can they ever find out? I'll say it was existing. I'm like, no. And a lot of people think that they can learn how to do electrical, and it's easy. And look, honestly, electrical is not hard. You literally take a wire, you connect it, you connect it to something else, it's done. What most people don't realize is when you go to Home Depot and you buy a roll of what's called 14-2, which is probably the most common That's wire. wire. 14-2, it's, it's the gauge of the wire and how many wires are there, right? When you buy that, it, it's on the actual wire. Is it the, date stamped? It's yes. dated. Oh, my God. Right? Okay. So, like, well. what do you think the inspectors go look at when you're all They go look at the wire. So, so if you're basically like. Basically, what Nima is saying is go to a garage sale, find older <laughs> wire. There you go. Oh, the older wire. Yeah. No, electric guys. That's probably the one thing that yeah. I would. They do say. it for plumbing too. The PVC piping, Danny, right? Yeah, they're dated. Code on yeah, it. and that wire he's talking about used to be about thirty-nine bucks. Now it's uh, three hundred ninety-eight dollars. Uh, oh, it's and a, you're a pro yeah. account. Yeah. That's yeah. like a gallon of gas. Oh, it's a, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you can only yeah. buy two rolls at a time. So scratch off the date code. Scratch off the date code is what you're saying. Yeah. Or, or just the best insulation after you're done. Or accidentally paint the wire. You know, you everything was painted. Uh, I painted. painted but uh, but let me tell you, if you're trying to con the the uh, inspector Don't to say, it. oh, this is not, they're not stupid. They know this stuff. They know what wire. Uh, a lot of the times you have old BX wire, which is um, it's it's. I don't know if you ever seen metal, metal wire. Guys, it's old. They use it mostly in the city. 
um, guys know. They they can tell the age of the wire. They can tell what's ran, mm -hmm. newly ran. Unless you're, you know, getting it done, trying to sneak it in. But when you get caught, that's the worst thing How you can do. How much are you really saving by not pulling the permit? How hard is it? It's what not do about do the money. Permit? Usually it's about the time. The time. time. You can yeah. What do you have to do? What, how do I go uh, pull a permit? permit? Especially during COVID, it was like three or four months to get something Okay, approved. well, that makes sense. But right now, do I just walk over to yeah. City Hall? and? No, you need to fill out applications. So I'll give you so an example. I, I filled out a permit yesterday for okay. work done on my own house, right? I filled it out. I signed off on it. As the homeowner, right? Homeowner, yeah. right? And... I live in a phenomenal town. It is so friendly. I live in Saddle River, right? You do? Mayor Kerpus, I probably shouldn't say that, but Mayor, that, like where I live, but Mayor Kerpus, the whole administration. Go stalk him. But even them, even them working quickly, it still takes 20 to 30 days for a permit. And that's because a lot of towns, the, the, the building official who's in charge of it, it's not the only place he works. It's not like they're there every day. Okay. They may only be in two days a week in that town and they have all of the permits before you as well. Yeah. So it's just a matter of timing, guys. Like so you have smaller, to plan these. Smaller, smaller towns. towns, no, they right. do. Franklin Lakes, yeah, right. Saddle River. Um, you know, obviously you have full time in Patterson, Passaic, Clifton, a lot of Hackensack. But like you said, technically by law, they have three weeks. Is, is it to, true in Patterson, the head of the building department suspended? What's his name, Brown? Oh no, that's a uh, that's a housing inspector, and his name is Dave Gilmore. Yeah, Dave Gilmore yeah, suspended, Dave right? Gilmore suspended. We don't want to talk about people. Anyway. So, so, I, so I actually, I, I've had actually, he's, he's harassed me many a time. Hey, Adam, Adam, Adam. Adam. Hit, hit the buzzer for me, hit please. Uh, no, I've, I've actually had good experiences with getting permits when I've done work. And a lot of times, like, even... Does it shock anyone that Adam <laughs> yeah, here does everything the right way had a good experience? It was actually super easy. So, like, everything from, like, you know, when you cut down a tree, because they're going to see the cutting, they're going to see the company. There's no hiding this. So I, I, I cut down a few trees. I had to get permits. Took two seconds. It's a money grab. You know, it's $100 or whatever it is. But, you know, recently, like, putting in the hot tub, I had to get an electrical permit um, for that. And the guy came incredibly friendly. I had a, a, a licensed electrician do all the work, obviously, because I don't want to you know, kill myself in there. <laughs> I was just going to um, say, <laughs> they, you know, when it comes to a hot tub, I feel like you're really <laughs> no, they, they probably ran along, do oh, the they, ran, they ran it all along my house. Okay. He's so, heating right. it with a blow dryer. <laughs> yeah, right? The guy was YouTubing how to do it while he was there. Yeah, oh, wow. No, but the, no, the, the building inspector came, and there was a couple minor issues, <laughs> but the guy walked me through, okay, do this, do this, do this, came back another time and took care of it, the electrician. So I use a licensed electrician. He wasn't getting paid the rest of his money unless I got my permit approved because I already owed him $2,000 at this that's point. That's a great point we need to yep. talk about. So, no, no, so that's, that's what, what it says saying. right on the permit. Did you really pull a permit to cut a tree down? I did. That's Adam whole, does that's things the, whole the right way, well, but, but, but in my town... Mine fall down during storms exactly. all the time. They're driving around. They're driving around. <laughs> my, driving around. Sure. I, I had a neighbor I had a neighbor get busted for putting up a retaining wall. All they did was take down what was there and put up a new retaining wall, and uh, one of the building inspectors was driving around and Sorry. put a note on his door and said, you might need a permit for this. Stop right away. Guys, Some, remember, somebody complained. It was it, a neighbor it may, that Yeah, complained. it may not even be you. Like, what if the guy down the block from you is doing some work on his house and you're just doing some weekend activity and the inspector drives by and he just looks and sees it's a halfway done job? Anymore. Or if your neighbor reports you. So be nice to your neighbor. That's true. Yeah. I had another friend if that your neighbor had a problem reports you and you don't know, all I'm saying is file an Oprah request. Oh, they don't find everything reports you. If you file an Oprah request, I think they have to itemize who called in. All right, big question. Ready? This is super important. If you don't file a permit, and you have a problem that Who damn, do you call? No, hear me out. <laughs> 201. <laughs> if you don't file a permit, and I learned this recently, and this is super important. If you don't file a permit and you have a problem like a fire or someone gets electrocuted in a hot tub, 
you did not file the permit. Which Drag means them to your neighbor's lawn and leave them there. You didn't do it. You <laughs> didn't a joke. follow the procedures. <laughs> what happens with your insurance? Oh, you lose your homeowners. I don't know that. I don't know the answer. Do they not they, cover? They give you coverage. I know the answer. What's the answer? They won't give you coverage. One they more. Say it again. They won't give you coverage. They won't give you coverage. So if you do something without a permit, there is a good chance that if there's a big disaster, yeah. like if you have a fire because, you know, Nima friggin' wired his own electrical, that was really easy, <laughs> and he burned his whole house yeah, down, God chance. forbid, <laughs> yeah. they, they could not it's cover you. So you know, you and it's not careful. worth it. There's yeah, a small amount of money that you have to pay for all this or the time. It's not worth not doing it. Really it really wasn't bad. Yeah. I mean, it took, what, an hour out of my life, and it was 100 bucks. Yeah. And, uh, it, and it gives you peace of mind. Well, that the that the uh, that the electrician actually did it right because he missed a few minor things. Nothing nothing too crazy. Good thing he, you didn't get in that hot tub. Just to understand all the ramifications. I'm yeah. gonna. So you're uh, mostly residential, right? VP That's correct. Residential. Yep. I I'm I'm pretty sure you've seen it many a times when you're going to close and you're trying to get the CO. Somebody illegally built the bathroom mm. of or illegally finished the yeah. basement. It's that and basement, man. It's that basement, and I'm telling you, I've seen inspectors. Mm -hmm who are literally rip everything yeah. out or we're not closing. Yeah. Or they might say just cap the walls, but somewhere like let's say the city of Passaic, these guys are not playing. You're not capping the walls. You're not taking down, uh, oh, you know. Well, they got to justify their salary somehow. Oh, absolutely. So they're there and they're saying remove this, the entire bathroom. A lot of wow. people say remove the toilets, cap the lines. Takes another day to just put it right back up. Passaic will have you remove everything. Because they know the second they leave, people are back there. You Once you have your CO, they're like, all right, well, you know, stall on the closing, put the bathroom back up and say, hey, we're ready to close. All right. So you now know, so. what's next? We got permits. We got insurance. We did demo. We did demo. We did the first day of the job. Noel's demo company. Yeah. <laughs> we did toilets. For anyone who's Demo's in a bad like mood. The first swing. First swing of the hammer. That's the best okay, part. Okay. Let's talk about we've, we've been moving forward. Everything's been great. It's been clean, whatever. Mm -hmm. Now it's time for the first progress payment. What happens? Okay, so usually- well, we missed something in demo What's that everyone that? should think about that nobody does. What? What's the one thing in demo when you're in a city area that nobody really plans for? Pulling away the trash? Who gets the copper? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Whoever breaks in at nighttime. So guys, one thing that most people don't account for in their finances, and most contractors make you pay for the dumpster themselves. If you live in an area like Passaic, or if you live in an area that you don't have large driveways, you have to put the dumpster on the street. Yep. And you actually have to pay you have to get a permit not only for that, but you have to pay the parking costs. What I can't put in my neighbor's yard? Maybe no, you can if they're okay with it. <laughs> yeah, but, but for the most part, you ha a lot of people yeah. don't factor that into their budget. Okay, hold on, Omar. And then what other options are there without permit, without dumpsters? <laughs> um, the champ is here. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you put me put that question on me. But I would uh, get someone who could come load the truck right away, like Louis. Mm -hmm. Like Louis. Tell me about Louis. Yeah. So I do that often. I try to avoid dumpsters altogether. Um, Omar Louis. just digs a hole in the backyard, puts it in, and all dirt on it. It's his own <laughs> landfill. Yeah. But yeah. I've done that too. I have dug a hole in the backyard. Three bedrooms, <laughs> two and a half baths, and a landfill. Yeah. yeah. If you dig long enough, you find the old so, house. Omar, who's Louis? Who's so Louis? Louis is our our debris guy, nice. and he has a nice truck. So if we have something that needs to be picked up, we don't need to get a dumpster parking in the street. He just he comes. loves safes and old yeah. telephone booths that have money in the things. Safes and old telephone booths. Yeah. Has okay. he found money before? Yeah, I watched oh, wow. him spend like an hour trying to like 
destroy. I used your Louis guy once. <laughs> Louis amazing. The big random truck he has, yeah, right? He was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I saw him one day. I needed a bunch of stuff taken out. I'm like, he was standing there, and I'm like, hey, do you take out garbage? He's like, yeah. I was like, I'm across the street. Can you take out my garbage? Nine minutes later, my garbage was gone. Oh, awesome. Louis. Yeah. Phenomenal yeah. price, yeah. too. I, I don't know where he dumps it for that price, but. Well, usually what they do is they load up the truck. Let's say he, you have some debris, he charges you 200 bucks to remove it, get rid of it. A lot of the times these guys fill up, let's just say 200 here, 200 there. Let's say you hit 10, 12 spots, which it makes sense for us because I want my garbage gone for 200 bucks. Mm -hmm. yep. To him, it might take him 15, 16 loads times 200. You know, he's making a bunch of money. So that's almost as much as Nima makes all day. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you should start driving around a truck. No, get it. <laughs> <laughs> it depends. If someone got hurt on the job site, I make more. <laughs> so wait, we were moving past the so demolition. Past the demolition. Progress past payment. the work. Progress, progress payment. Progress payment. Let's say, I mean... It all depends how great the contract is. You might have a payment within a week. You might have a payment within two days. Depends on what they're doing, how much of it they're doing. Now, is Demo this where you look at them and you say, this, this has been a good experience, let's keep on going? Or can you back out at this point? Can you be like, you've been, you've been horrible? I mean, uh, a few days, um, there's usually not red flags there. Most of the red flags come at inspection time. Mm -hmm. That's why we always say hire someone licensed Licensed uh, contractor, a licensed inspect. Uh, I'm sorry, electrical inspect, uh, electrical contractor, a plumbing, a licensed plumber. Now, when it comes time for inspection, let's say five, six, seven things are wrong. You're like, well, what's wrong with this guy? Because everything has to get. Oh well, can I get paid because we finished the work? You don't pay the gentleman until he passes inspection. And it says it right on the permit. It yeah. says final payment is not not due. due, guys. Buy a contractor until. So they're going to yeah. come back and fix it yeah. because they want to get paid, guys. Now, on the they don't. Sorry, not to. No, no. But like he says, if they don't come back and fix it, they don't get their money. Okay. Now, if you pay them, yeah, they might come back because they don't want to keep an open permit, but it might be a week or so, two weeks mm. till they come back. Dead on. Here. Guys, don't be stupid, right? I was stupid. I had a contractor. He gave me a contract. It's at $36,000. I wanted the job done fast. For his sake, I'm not going to say his name. I think he's a scumbag. I handed him a check. $36,000 job before he broke ground. I said, here's $30,000, right? I'll give you the last check when you're done. Give my job priority. Don't jerk around. Get it done as fast as possible. It was some some alterations to a pool. I wanted my, I have a one-year-old. I wanted her to get in the pool before the summer ended. Two years right? later? Not only did he blow past that budget and we're near six figures, mm -hmm. he not only did he not finish early, right? I lost all the leverage I had from checkpoints to cut him off in advance. Mm. Yep. Yep. So just because, don't think that you're like, oh, I pay on time, I pay, I pay ahead of time, he'll treat me better. And I got, I'm a professional, and I got played. Right. Let me pay ask, let in me as ask many installments. Lucy, that's uh, on this. Sure, sure. Just last one. Okay. Pay as in as many installments as possible. Don't be afraid to break it down, and don't be afraid to line item your contract and say there's checkpoints because what's fair is fair. Mm -hmm. And if they met it, pay them. If they haven't met that checkpoint, you have no obligation to because they haven't done what they were supposed to do. So, but that leads into Lucy wants to know is how many messes have you had to clean up? Like, do you go in, do you see, like, have you had to go to people and be like, okay, this first contractor, horrible. Let me go in and clean up the mess. And how do you find someone to clean up your mess? Never talk smack about the prior contractor. Yeah. Well, right? number one, yeah, well. Even if it was bad. It's, I, I wouldn't say there's too many experiences. Um, usually we, you know, this contractor, they're there. They might have screwed up or, or just the, the cleanliness of their work or... 
But you're coming in the second person, right? Yeah, well, you're that's the problem. See, you're coming in as the second contractor. Now, it's two things. Obviously, that raises red flags as well. One, it's like, well, now the contractor's coming in saying, oh, well, you know what? This contractor just took advantage of me. I had to let him go. Now, in the back of your mind, you're thinking, as a coming in as a contractor, was it really them? Or, or was it or they didn't just, pay? The, did the contractor take off yeah. and run with their money? Or did the homeowner not pay the contractor? And is that why the contractor took off? Or the homeowner is just so, eh. I mean, you do. Homeowners are a big thing. And I stopped doing homeowners years ago. Um, we went right to investors. No, it, it's true. But, but think about it. Your own personal property, where you live, where your kids live. You, Of course you want everything perfect. Wait, yeah. Care. I've seen women, and I'm not talking about just here, Franklin Lakes, uh, Saddle River, Upper yes, Saddle River, seen women just do their <laughs> own bathrooms because they wanted it perfect. Oh, I'm talking, yeah, no, I, I'm talking about Thailand. 50, 60 year old women like, oh, if I cut it like, and I'm like, you're doing your own, but she's like, absolutely. If they can do it, I can do it. And I want it to be perfect. So Go I like well. that. I'm woman. Hear me. Oh roar. yeah. Why well, should we should have had this yesterday? Well, it was Women's Day, right? Oh, it was. Yeah. It was international, right. international. Hey, hit that bell. I can't hear you. <laughs> no no but, bells um, for international. Women's no, no. But side, <laughs> no, no. Omar's um, got a thought on right, that. Back to uh, progress you, payments. This is what progress you payments. you want. If it's not that big of a deal, or if you think you can work through it, you want to finish the With job. The same contract. You want to kind of finish. Got it. If it's if it's a thing that you don't, if they're doing their work, but. It's something that you can't, you just don't get along with them or whatever the case is. Are we still talking about women? No, no, we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you want to, you want to kind of finish the job with them. Now, obviously, is it hard to find that second contractor? Because it is hard because nobody you. really likes to touch somebody else's work. It's um, liability. You being an attorney, let's w say. What if you get into a job? The guy had done some welding. It's a bad welding job. And later on, water runs, it leaks. They had already closed up that wall. I'm They're going to call you. The guy, then right. you're going to say it was him. They're going to say it's him. The homeowner contractor would make yeah. you sign a letter that says I'm not liable for what happened. Be smart. But you let me tell you, people <laughs> people will come back. Like I, I understand maybe you don't have a great relationship with the contract anymore, but you kind of want to try to finish the job if you can. If you can. Yeah, don't burn bridges. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you're behind yeah. on money. Like, if you're behind. And what I mean behind on money is they've done 80% of the job and you need to pay for 70%, guys, pay that, pay what you have to pay, or other way around, sorry. They've done 70, they wanna get paid for 80, pay that extra amount, because you may need to call them back. It's like insurance, yeah. right? It's better you're out a couple dollars, but you feel good, and you know that you can call them back. So don't let your right. pride get in the way. No, don't be, yeah, don't be, don't yeah. be cheap. Right, Except so that you got beat, but, don't burn the bridge because you really you, you may need to reach back out. I, so, so one of the questions I get asked all the time since I so I do residential, people are looking to redo a bathroom or this or that. Mm -hmm. Where to find the best contractors? Oh, were that, you here last week? No, he missed. I, I wasn't here. Oh, Home Depot. So you go, <laughs> no, you I go to that. the counter. <laughs> you look at people. I know all about it. Watch the podcast episode. I believe Ten. it was. Yep. Season one. Season one. Okay. Home yeah. Depot. Um, there's a store we talked about. It's our Toys R Us floor and decor. Mm -hmm. Referrals. Um, referrals. Referrals. But you have to watch last week's. Definitely. And then you're going to hear all about so that. So find someone who flips houses, like Omar, like Omar. and ask for a referral. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And same thing, like Omar, everybody else here. No, oh, and I'm Omar too? No, no. no, <laughs> no, 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 no. You're a little bit brown and you're all Omar? <laughs> no. And like I said, so, 
Somebody yeah. that might be great for Omar might not be great for the next person. Yeah. Um, it all depends, like I said. If you can work through uh, differences. You know, the differences. The Center for Real Estate Dating, next week. Oh, well, talking about dating. Listen, Omar. Uh, let's see. This is going to be more complicated than contract. Well, no, I was just, Cassandra, I would like to know how to get in touch with you. What does it have to do with dating? <laughs> I don't know, but I was just... 201 880 <laughs> Let me get my phone number out. So actually, anyone who needs to get in contact with Omar, just email the school at info at recareercenter.com, and I will pass it on. Or, just or, or, or Instagram. Omar on his Instagram. Or, or purchase or a ticket to the next Fine Fun Flip class, and Omar would be there, there for about eight hours Ooh, a day. Last <laughs> night, guys, I just have to tell you, last night... Omar taught whoa, a burr class. <laughs> nice. He burr, taught a burr class. Burr. And he was amazing. I loved it. I learned so much, Omar. The people were so engaged in your classroom. No, well, what's class. burr? Burr is buy, rehab, rent, refinance, repeat. Nice. I thought we were going back to that building that had the steam heater that didn't work right. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we do have a building with a sauna, though. But I will say that he was amazing. You guys class. can go to recareercenter.com and find out all of the classes that Omar teaches. Sandra, I'm on Instagram, too. What's your What's Instagram? Your the Real, Real Omar. Real Omar. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let me see if I get this right. It's Real O. Estate, right? State, no estate, just real O state. Real O state. Yeah. Hold on, I know, spell I it, tag spell Omar it for me. He's like, stop tagging me right now. <laughs> spell it for me. Real O R E A L O O S T A T E. Real real O state. Oh, like instead of estate. state, o state. instead of real E state, real O state, yeah. real Omar state. Oh, Lydia. Yeah. Lydia, I so he's her really class. changed Lydia the game. She says that you were amazing, and she oh, loved the champ is here. Huh? Thanks, thanks, Lydia. <laughs> Me and Dan did real hard work, and Omar got like, "Hey, can I have your Instagram?" Just turned into the Omar show. <laughs> oh my, I've, I've been quiet. Got a herniation from funny. Thank you. What she's saying is y'all are crazy. We're definitely crazy. Somebody doesn't win, Dan. We got to. All right, hold on. So we have to wrap this up. So again. And you know how to find Omar <laughs> for whatever your needs are. Danny, <laughs> um, so give us like the number, the, the top three things we need to worry about. Yes. Uh, Omar. Yeah. <laughs> um, Omar number two. Yeah. <laughs> and Omar number three. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm two Omars. <laughs> the top three things to look yeah. out with a contractor. Yeah. Um, number one, the biggest, most responsible Make sure they're on time. Make sure you're on time. Obviously, if they're on time and you're on time, that is one of the biggest flags when people don't respect your time. Mm -hmm. Number two, look out for... I'm not saying that they have to have company vehicles, but most of the time, these great licensed insured contractors usually have company vehicles. They have their license number on it. They say they're insured. Basically, what Dan's saying is, don't. If that guy rolls up on an old Honda Odyssey <laughs> and he's got a two by four out the back, and I actually had a post about that. Hey, listen, if the guy rolls up in a Honda Accord and he's a roofing company, just run. Be, you know. Well, we know they, plywood actually fits in an Odyssey. That's yeah. why it's so hot. <laughs> well, not run, but you you could kind of figure that maybe he's the subcontractor. Maybe he's just trying to broker his deal to another contractor. You want to find the direct. Or maybe source. he has no idea what he's doing. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. Or he's just subbing it to another contract. What if the sign is magnetic and it comes off and on? That, you know, they people do that too. They pull up. It's not right. We talk about Mr. Print that one. <laughs> 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 okay, what's number three? What's number three? Because we got to wrap. All right, number three, the most important part. Like I said, when um, 
make sure they're licensed and insured. That's the biggest thing. We don't stress it enough. I hate to see people lose. I hate to, you know, licensed and insured, you're always, regardless of the situation, pulling out permits with the city, you're always going to be backed by somebody. And you have the back of the city if you're pulling out. All right, final question. Final payment. When are you comfortable making that final payment? Okay. Two so, years after the job ends. <laughs> <laughs> on a financing deal. No. When full inspection is complete, final inspection, you're done. The city has passed it. Everything is tackled on that contract and everything is complete. Now, I'm not saying to nitpick every single little thing. But if you have an open punch list where there's a window that's not finished. I was, I, absolutely. Okay, until it's you know, But make sure, guys, if this guy comes back and he finishes it, don't make him wait two, three weeks for his payment. If he if he agreed and he finished his list, like you said, he has an open punch line, um, take care of it. And then you take care of it. So don't pay until you're final. I, I would pay at at the end after you pass final inspection. Every, even though you pass final inspection, it might not be complete. You still have to paint the wall. You still have to paint something. But you can give them a large amount of the payment. Let's say it's a couple hundred bucks worth of um, of painting. Hold the extra five, six, seven. All right. So I wouldn't pay. say hold twenty grand. Can we, can we talk about something that's honestly that's if you're we're, we, thirty if, seconds. If thirty seconds. Thirty seconds. Yeah, we we we've dealt with just consumers. But if you're a sub, guys, also remember language barriers are a real thing. Mm -hmm. So if you're dealing with a sub, and we haven't Get touched on this. <laughs> No, but it's the reality of it. If you can't properly communicate, use Google Translate. You do that all the time. You can't run a job yeah. doing that, guys. Make sure that you can communicate with whoever you're dealing with, or you have somebody who can. And if not, that miscommunication can really, really be detrimental and frustrating. Absolutely. Thank um, you, Nima, for that miscommunication update. And Danny, we really appreciate you coming out here. We hope to have you again in the future. No problem. Thank you. We're for really having excited me. to learn about contracting. So listen, guys, we are now on. Google Podcasts, right? Google Podcasts. So, and by next week, I promise to be on Apple Podcasts. So we are on Spotify. We are on Google Podcasts. We're going to be on Apple Podcasts. And of course, you can see us on YouTube. And so uh, just come, uh, come subscribe to all of them. Download us on all of them. This is actually, I want to throw this out here. If you have middle schoolers, teenagers, have them, well... Sometimes it gets a little racy, but really, my 10-year-old has been listening why, to Why this. are we looking at Omar? <laughs> I, Poor Omar, actually, man. Like, I'm, I'm going to bag Omar up here. Not interested in middle schoolers or teenagers. They love it. My 10-year-old was listening to the one on credit and mortgages. Okay. And he was asking a ton of questions, and I loved it. We were in this car going to school. Asking was, you questions? Yeah, about what he was hearing I would not want to play something where my kid starts asking me questions. I would turn that down wonderful. immediately. It was wonderful. So do I, might, I say one thing before yes. we, uh, okay, so all you guys are actually fine. Maybe you guys can come with me. We have a school in Newark. Uh, my friend has a charter school, and these kids want to learn about real estate. Oh, we'd love From to middle that. to high school. Yeah. It's awesome. So nice. I'm actually setting it up. If you guys want to come along, I don't mind volunteering my time. Same goes likewise. It was safe to bring Omar? All right, Absolutely. we got to go. <laughs> right. Thank you, guys. Remember, Thank if you, you visualize it, you can own it. See you next time. See ya. Bye. Bye.